Alrighty. I wanted to bring y'all a little something tonight. It's uh, We're talking about God's blessings and how God watches over, over us and everything. And this is a story, and it's really kind of entitled The Widow's Oil. Uh, there was this widow, and her husband was one of God's prophets. And he, this prophet was kind of under Elisha. Elijah was, uh, back then they had what they call prophet school. And it's kind of like, like the ministry now, you know, you kind of learn different things. Well, this widow, her husband died. And she was in a kind of a predicament. And she didn't know how she was going to get out of it. Uh, seems like somehow this, uh, her husband had borrowed some money from somebody. And when he died, she had no way to pay this money back. And uh, the creditor whom she owed the money to was going to come and take her two sons and put them in bondage. In other words, they was going to have to work out and pay for their father's debt. And back then, that, that, that was perfectly legal. And... Uh, so we're going to look at this story and see how what God does and how he blesses this widow, how he takes care of her. You know, and God is still taking care of us today. God did something that we probably wouldn't have thought about, but God knew what he could do to bring her out of this uh, debt and to help her. And so what I'm going to do, I'm just, I'm going to read and then kind of just explain what is happening and what is going on. Uh, this, this comes out of 2 Kings chapter 4, and it's verses uh, 1 through 7, and that's it. And it just shows God's love, His mercy, His goodness, and His love for those that love him and serve him. And it starts out, he said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah. In other words, she knew that Elijah was, was, was I would just put it, he was in town, and she called for him. She said, Elijah, I need to talk with you. I need to tell you some things, and I need some help. And, uh, so she's talking to Elijah, and she says, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. Like I said, her husband was a prophet of God. It doesn't tell how he died or what happened or anything like that, but he died. And she had no way of paying off this debt. So she's now seeking Elijah and for his help, for his advice, and to what she needs to do. And here in verse 2 it says, And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for you? Well, Elijah knew she needed help. But he's also given her that opportunity, Elijah, this is what I need to explain to him what's going on. And then after she done, after she told, kind of told Elijah what was going on, she, he says, Tell me, 
What hast thou in thy house? What do you have in here? Is there anything in here that, that we could sell or to, to make money to help pay this debt? And she told Elijah, she, and she said, Thy handmaid, now she's saying to Elijah, your handmaid. In other words, she's saying, a handmaid is a servant. So she is saying, I am your servant. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. And so she's just letting him know, whatever you say, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do it. <clears throat> and, she, and, and the handmaid said, I have not anything in the house except a pot of oil. Now, when she's talking about a pot of oil, she's not talking about a big pot. What she's talking about is like just a, a small flask of oil. Well, similar to this right here, anointing oil that the prophet would use when he would go to people's house to anoint them or to, uh, you know, pray over them. This is what he would carry with him. It, it, it was just like a, a, a flask and he carried. Now, this is the oil she had. This is all she had. She had nothing else. And then he looked at her. God had already given Elijah the answer as to what he needed to do. God knew that Elijah heard him, listened to him, and even this widow woman knew that Elijah was truly a man of God and that he would hear from God and that, 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 that God would come in and help her to go through whatever it is that, that, that she needed that God would be there for her. And then Elijah looked at her. And this is what God is telling Elijah to tell the widow. He says, Go and borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. He said, Go to all your neighbor's house and get vessels. Now what he's talking about vessels is like pots, pans, anything that would hold liquid. He said, get all you can get. He says, he said, you know, and get empty vessels. And no, notice what notice something he says right here. He says, and borrow not a few. He said, get all that you can get. Don't just get a few. Get all that you can get. And uh, and then here in verse four. It says, and when thou art come in, or when you come back home with these empty vessels, thou shalt shut the door upon you and your sons. He says, you take all these empty vessels, you go into your room, you shut the door. Now this, why would he sell her something like this? Because this was something very private. It wasn't for anybody else to see. It wasn't for anybody else to know about or know what was going on. He said, you and your sons go in and shut the door. This will be between you and God and nobody else. And it's, no, it's nobody else's business, in other words. And, uh, <clears throat> and you shall pour out into the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. full. He said, you will take all these empty vessels, you will take your, 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 your jug or your pot or your flask of oil, and you will pour it into these vessels until they are full. Now remember, this is a very small flask. It says, you pour it into those vessels until they are full. And so she went from him. In other words, she went away from Elijah. 
went into her room with her two sons. And there's a point to this too. This here, Elijah wasn't in there. So this is showing that this miraculous thing that God is going to do was totally from God. Elijah had nothing to do with it. Now God, uh, God did speak to Elijah to tell her what to do. But then Elijah got out of the way because she was going to see a miracle from God. And now this was going to take faith. Just like any time we come to God and we're expecting something and we're needing something, God says, without faith you cannot please me. So when we come to God and we're asking, we have to believe and have faith in God that what takes place is from God. And it is God doing it. And that's why Elijah really left alone. So, no, oh, it was Elijah that did. No, it wasn't Elijah. This is totally between her and God. And her faith is going to, it's going to mean everything in the world is what's going to take place. So she went from him and shut the door upon, upon her sons, upon her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she began to pour out. In other words, as they bring her the vessels, she would take the oil and pour them into the vessels. It doesn't tell us how many vessels there was, but notice, remember what Elijah told her, don't get just a few, get all that you can get. And uh, it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet another vessel. Okay, I've got all these full. Now, when she filled them up, she didn't just half fill them. He said, Fill them full. She filled it all the way up to the brim. She filled them as full as she could get these vessels. And so, and, said, and, and when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me another vessel. Bring me another vessel. Come on, bring it. And he said, the son said unto her, There is not a vessel more. They're gone. They're all, we've used them all. And at that point, the oil stopped flowing out of that flask. But you're going to see that this was a lot of oil that come out of this little bottle. God kept that oil flowing as long as she had a vessel to pour it into. It's kind of like us. God will keep pouring into us as long as we will receive it and, and, and give it to others. You know, that is one thing that we need to realize that when God blesses us, that we should use that blessing to bless others. When God gave her this blessing, she was going to be able to do something that she had no idea that she was going to be able to do. She thought, okay, I don't understand what's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. But I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And I think that's a problem a lot of us have. We feel like God is telling us to do something, but we don't do it. We don't do it. We feel it in our spirits. We feel it in our hearts. But we said, could that be God? I don't know if I'm hearing from God. When you have that feeling down into your spirit, trust that it's God. You're going to know really down in your heart whether it is God or whether it's something else. 
Most of the time, God will never speak to us in an audible voice. But he will, you will feel it in your spirit. He will talk to you through the Holy Spirit. You will feel something going on inside of you that's, that's, that's saying, do it, do it, do it. And when you feel that, do it. And the boy said, there's not a vessel more. And he said, then the oil stayed, or it stopped. It quit flowing. There was no more oil to pour out. He said, and then she came and told the man of God, Elijah, that Elijah, I did what you told me to do. All the vessels that I have are full. And he don't tell us, but we know there was quite a few of them because he told her, get all that you can get. And I'm, this is how we're going to know there was quite a bit. He says, now go and sell the oil and pay off your debt or pay your creditor and thou and live you and your children on the rest. There was enough oil that come out of that little flash that God kept multiplying and multiplying until every vessel was full. And there was enough oil. Now, you know, we're talking, I'm talking about anointing oil. Do you know what anointing oil is? That is frankincense and myrrh. Remember whenever the, 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 the woman anointed Jesus' feet? and then wiped them down with her hair. And how Jesus said, why waste all of that oil on something doing this when we could have sold it and helped so many? Well, Jesus wasn't looking at helping so many. He was looking at putting money in his pocket. But this here was very, very expensive uh, anointing oil. And that's what the prophets used. In the Old Testament, you will find where God tells the prophets how to make this anointing oil. He gives them the recipe and tells them how to do it. And it's worth a lot of money. Remember whenever uh, Jesus was born, you know, they called him the wise men came and they brought gifts. They brought gold and silver and so forth. And they said, and frankincense and myrrh. Why would they bring frankincense and myrrh to, to just a young child? Because of its worth. God had already told Mary and Joseph to leave Egypt and go to Africa and take Jesus with them to protect him. You know, Herod was killing all the children up to a certain age. All, of the, all the male children. Mary and Joseph. Now, God could have supplied it other than what this did, but he did supply their need through these wise men. They were able to take that frankincense and myrrh and sell it. And that paid and supplied all their needs when they had to go to Africa, live in Africa for a while, paid for their way back, and everything. So frankincense and myrrh is very expensive. So this was the oil that God was pouring out in these vessels. It was very, very expensive. And that's why God said, okay, 
Now take that oil and go sell it. It does not tell us how much money that she owed to this debtor. But, then, but what did God tell her? Go sell the oil, pay off your debt, and you and your children will live on the rest of it from now on. So there was a lot of money there. And God supplied her needs. You know, it's kind of like you said, well, how did God multiply? We can't answer everything that God does. But that just reminded me of something that happened too. What about Jesus when he fed the 5,000? What did he have? Five loaves of bread and two little fish. Now it says 5,000, but you know that 5,000 is just counting the men. It's not counting the women and it's not counting the children. They say there could have easily been 20 or 25,000 people there. And there was plenty out of two fish and five loaves of bread to feed everybody, fill everybody up, and then after everything was over, Jesus said, gather up the fragments and give them to the young, young man. See, he's the one that had the two fish and the, two, and the five loaves of bread, and they got it from him. Notice, too, Jesus used what they had already. What did he do here? He used what she already had. She had that little flask of oil. That was it. And God says, if you have faith in me, that will be more than enough. You know, when we have faith in God, God can do so much in our lives. You know, we, we, we've talked about mustard seed faith and how small, how small the mustard seed is. It says, if you have just the faith of a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain, say, mountain, move from here to there. And they say, then that mountain has to move if you've got the faith. Well, evidently, this woman, living with a prophet that served God, had the faith. She'd seen God work through her husband. She knew that God could do anything, just like God tells us. Nothing is impossible for God. He can do all things. So she didn't doubt it. She did exactly what Elijah told her to do. Why would she listen to Elijah? Because she knew that God was talking to Elijah, telling him what she needed to do. So she was going to listen to Elijah because she knew that he was getting his message straight from God. And God already had it figured out. He was going to supply her need. He was going to meet her problem. He was going to, through that oil, she would completely pay off her, her debt. They would not take her children from her to work to pay off the debt. And then she was going to have money left over to live for the rest of her life. See, that's what God does. When we have faith, we pay attention, and we put that trust in God. Now, she would say, now what if she had said, well, Elijah, why should I listen to something like that? That don't even make sense. What if she started arguing with God? How many of us, when God tells us something, we argue with him? Probably all of us. Don't argue with him. Just do it. Just do what God is telling you to do. Do what you feel in your heart. That is God. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you, guiding you, telling you what you need to do in order to please God. And when we're obedient to God, God says, you know, when you're obedient to me, I can do all things. Matter of fact, God said, I had rather have your obedience than sacrifice. 
I want your obedience. I want you to listen to me. I want you to believe me. I want you to do what I tell you to do. If you'll, if you'll listen to me, I'll bring you through whatever, you, whatever the enemy brings against you. Sometimes we just have to remember there's a, lot of, there's a lot of circumstances that the battle, God takes it from us and does it himself. It says for some, in, in, over there, in, as a matter of fact, it's in the Chronicles. It says, for the battle belongs to God. No, God told, God told uh, <clears throat> Jehoshaphat, he said, listen, you're not going to have to do anything. He had a whole army coming against him. He said, just stand back and watch what God is fixing to do. The battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to God. You know, a lot of our battles that we go through and a lot of the things that we are tempted with or, or, or that comes against us, God says, give it to me. And too many of us, well, Lord, I probably need to take care of this myself. Lord, I probably need to do this. Lord, I don't know if you can do this or not. Well, I've learned that when something is coming against me, I want God to have it. I want God to take care of it. Because I know when it's in His hand, it's going to be taken care of. And that's what we all have to learn. That God loves us so much that He's going to do whatever it is that He can do to make life easier for us. It's just to show us His love. You know, it's just like Jesus said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever would believe on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is a blessing from God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus is still blessing us today through our faith and our belief in Him. If this woman had doubted and not believed, she would have lost her sons and everything else. But when she said, I, your handmaid, your servant. Lord, I'm going to listen to Elijah. I'm going to listen to whatever you tell me to do, and I'm going to do it. When God heard that, it was as good as done. He knew that she would listen, she would be faithful, that she would not doubt, but her faith would be in him to take care of her needs. And as we read this story right here, we see how everything just worked out. You know, and she didn't have to go out, buy anything. The vessels were given to her by the neighbors. She already had that small flask of oil that belonged to her husband. And the only thing God did was multiply that anointing oil to we don't know how much, but we know it amounted to a lot because of what it told us here. That she was able to pay off everything. We don't know how much money that this prophet owed or anything else. But it, evidently, it was quite a bit. And then, there was so much left over, he said, take the rest, and you and your children live on all the rest of it. So when we put it in God's hands, just like this, this widow here did, God helps us get through all kinds of things. I know there's some of you in here right now, you're going through different things. Well, there's going to come a point in your life when you're going to have to. To really get something done that you want done, you're going to turn it over to God. Because you're not going to be able to do it. You've done all you can do. Now let God have it. And let God finish it. God will take care of it. If you've got the faith to trust and believe in God, God said, give it to me and it will be done.
So it depends on where your faith is. Just like this little widow woman here, she had all the faith in the world. She didn't doubt what was going to take place. She knew that God was going to do it. She didn't know what was going to happen. But she said, Lord, I don't understand all this. But Lord, whatever you say, I will do it. You can see how God blessed her. And sometimes that's what we have to, we have to say to God. God, I don't understand it, but if this is what you're telling me to do, this is what I'll do. And then watch God's blessings pour out on you, just as they did this widow woman. God wants to bless us. And too, when we're blessed, that's the time that you need to tell others what God has done. Encourage them. Tell them about your God. Tell them how He stepped into your life. Tell them how He brought you through situations and what He has done. Encourage them to get to know your God and to get them in church. And let them receive the blessings that God wants to pour out on them. And sometimes we're relaxed on that. You know, I've told you before and I hadn't heard you do it yet. When God blesses you, tell somebody. Why don't you come up front and say, I want, I've got a testimony and I want to tell you what God has done for me. Maybe, oh, I don't like to brag. You're not bragging on you. You're bragging on your God and what He's done. You didn't do it. God did it. And let other people know that God is still in the blessing business today. He's still blessing you. He's still loving you. He still wants to take care of you. But when some people hear, boy, I'll tell you what, I, I need those type of blessings. I need those things in my life. You can turn other people to God just through what you, the way you were blessed by God, by telling them. So anyway, I just wanted to bring this. I knew it wasn't going to be long. But you know, sometimes you can say something that don't have to go all day. But just put your faith, put your trust in God, let Him have it. And as soon as you put your faith in God and your trust, just say, okay, God, I'm thanking you right now that you're going to take care of this. And let Him have it. Let's go to prayer. Father, I thank you for this story. I thank you, Lord, for this, this widow woman's faith that when we look at her and what she went through and how she handled it, Lord, this is what you're telling us. Lord, we need to handle it just like she did. To not doubt, but have faith, knowing that you're there, that you're going to take care of it. And Lord, we just have to put our trust in you. Lord, when we put our trust in you, Lord, nothing can stop us from succeeding. Lord, when we put our trust in you, just like, yeah, just like Romans 8, 1 tells us, for now, for, you know, we are more than conquerors. When we put God in our life and give ourselves to him, we are more than conquerors. We are truly people of God putting faith and trust in him. So, Lord, thank you so much for loving us, for blessing us. And, Lord, above all things, let us share this with others and tell them what you've done in our life. So, Lord, I just ask you to bless those that are here tonight. Those that are going through things right now, Lord, just let them know and let them feel your presence and, it, and let them feel your spirit upon them. And just that he is saying to you tonight, give this to me. I will take it. I will handle it. And just let him have it and put your faith in him. So, Lord, we thank you that you're our loving Father and you care so much for us. So, Lord, as we leave here tonight, just ask your blessings upon each person here to be with them, to let them feel your presence and give them your peace and give them your comfort. 
And Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' most holy name. Amen.